Good morning. Good morning. This Sunday is the second Sunday in Advent, so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second Sunday in Advent is Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry, and I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, and the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get up, you up. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord comes, Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistles from 2 Peter chapter 3. Do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should preach, all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar. And the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to live in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn? But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel reading for Sunday is from Mark 1, 1 to 8. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Well, I'm going to be talking about the human voice today, and actually also the voice of God. Uh, the two go together <coughs> with the Word of God. The human voice carries so much information that research says that a person can identify another person with simply two words. Two words. Uh, there's a similar voice recognition going on with prophecy. Oh, my watch just talked to me. It's okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> it recognized your voice. It recognized my voice. That's exactly right. Um, there's a similar voice recognition with uh, the prophecy um, of the prophets uh, being fulfilled. And um, the, the mere prophecy is, is proclaimed and, and there's this recognition of the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his paths straight. Ultimately, it's the voice of John the Baptist and it's identified by what he says. It's kind of interesting, God had been silent for a long time um, with the people of God. And then Zechariah is told that uh, he and Elizabeth will have this child. And it's also interesting that uh, Zechariah has a hard time believing that because Elizabeth is too old to have a child. Uh, so he, he questions it and he is silenced um, until such time as this child would be born. And that is uh, John the Baptist. Uh, but I, I, John's voice is heard in the wilderness or in the desert. And that's kind of interesting too. And I think that happens because it's um, a harsh place. It can be really hot during the day and very uh, cold at night. There's a scarcity of food. There's danger out there. There's uncertainty out in the wilderness or in the desert. And I think the voice comes from there because that's where God gets our attention, if you will, in the difficult times of our lives and the harshness of life is when we realize that um, we don't control our own destiny, that we're, uh, we need help and that ultimately our help comes from the Lord. Now in the desert, there's a silence that can be deafening. And you think about those times when your life, when you're, you're all alone and um, maybe something terrible or tragic has, has happened and you're all alone and it's, it's, just, it's just quiet. You've lost a loved one and you don't, you don't hear the sound of, of children playing um, outside. You, you don't hear the sound of your spouse breathing next to you. There's just this deafening, if you will, silence except for the inaudible, if you will, voice of your conscience, which really because of our sin is always testifying against us. So we need a voice that comes from outside of us. And, and the voice uh, of John the Baptist calls us to repentance, to have a change of heart, a change of mind, to, to look at things not from our own way of thinking, but from the way of thinking of God and Christ to turn. Repentance means to turn and to look outside of ourselves. And um, when we're in the desert, we're in the midst of, of difficult times. That's when we, we have nowhere else to turn. And that's when we hear this voice, uh, the voice of God, who, who turns us in repentance and faith ultimately to Jesus Christ. And notice what John says. He prepares the way for the Lord, uh, for 
his coming, his advent among us to make things right with us, to get us through the desert, through the wilderness and into the kingdom of God, into the promised land of life together with God and each other as he created and redeemed it to be as, as Jesus did. So if you think about this voice, it's the voice of John the Baptist, but it's really the voice that was proclaimed through the prophets before him, through the apostles after him. Ultimately, um, what they are proclaiming is the word of the Lord and his word stands. The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. And it's a word of, 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 of life and peace through the forgiveness of sins. That's what our Lord comes now to bring to us. He calls us to return in repentance and faith to Jesus, uh, to receive his spirit um, at work through his word, which brings us all of the blessings of heaven. And so that's kind of where I'm going with this. The, the voice ultimately is the voice of God when the word of God is proclaimed by whether it be prophet uh, John the Baptist, the in-between one, apostles, or those in apostolic ministry, or you too, when you proclaim it as members of the priesthood of all believers. So there. Nice. What do you think? Two prophets of uh, Advent, Isaiah and John the Baptist, they, they kind of stand together, and there's no other prophet that's quoted more in the Old Testament than Isaiah. Right. And um, Isaiah's prophecy here from chapter 40, um, the two words that you don't think would come from John the Baptist's mouth because he seems to be a, a harsh and, um, um, shall we say, eccentric man, mm -hmm. that the two words that he cries out are comfort, comfort, my people. And um, we know that that's ultimately what we need is the comfort of the gospel. Mm -hmm. That is what Advent is all about, that our prayers are answered and Jesus is coming um, to rescue us from our sin, to answer our cry for Hosanna. And we know that uh, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the voice of God will remain forever. And um, we soon learn through time that, um, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded that as we go out this hallway and look at all the different pastors that have been there is that um, we're but a mere mm -hmm. breath, um, but it's not about you and me. Uh, but it's about the word that's proclaimed from this office, yeah. the office of the holy ministry. And another place, you know, with, with regard to John, he must decrease, the, right. you know, he decreases, but the Lord increases. And, and so the task that we are given to do is to proclaim Jesus Christ and him crucified and risen from the dead. And the preparation comes. Um, you know, we won't receive comfort if we don't realize that we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. We won't receive the antidote. We won't receive the healing unless we, we re recognize that we're, we're sick unto death even. Um, that, you know, none of us gets out of here alive. But the comfort, he prepares the way, makes straight, right, that, that path so that we see the, the certain hope that we have in Christ who comes to us even now, even here. Through his I, word and sacrament, yeah. I'm just thinking completely out oh, of the box here. But I'm wondering, and uh, you know, thinking in Lutheran categories here, comfort, comfort. Um, there are two words, a word of law and a word of gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's something there or not, but certainly you know, when you think of John the Baptist coming and preaching, um, calling people a brood of vipers mm -hmm. and calling them to repentance, that ultimately that is a comfort word. You know, it's 
Interestingly, I'm going to pick up on that because when you go to the doctor and you don't know what's wrong, right? There's, there's, there's that makes you ill at ease, right? There, yeah. you, you, that makes you afraid. But part of the comfort of uh, is the doctor identifying what's right. wrong, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you're right, and yeah. and but also that there's then there's an antidote. Um, there's and and comfort, so comfort. comfort comfort the comfort is yes you have this sin and, and it, it means death but here's the antidote we we have a we have the medicine of immortality for you and ultimately yeah. take eat this is my body this is my blood for the forgiveness of sins that comfort yeah to be when you don't know what you have and you're hurting yeah you know but but John the Baptist kind of makes pretty clear what we have <laughs> yeah. yeah that <laughs> right I mean yeah. it makes you brood of Vipers, you bunch of snakes. Um, but look, I got the antidote. So yeah. repent, turn, turn to me, and receive forgiveness. That's an interesting. I, I just kind of jumped out at me, and I know that's and what that the, that's he what draws the them right does. then into baptism, and baptism ultimately and delivers the, them from yeah the wash of, washing away of sins and, yeah. the, and the spirit of the access to this antidote to our sin. That's great stuff. Yeah. So um, the voice of one uh, crying in the wilderness. That's our our focus for Sunday. So. Uh, the appropriate uh, hymn of the day is on Jordan's bank, the Baptist cry. Uh, should we do, let's do one through four. This is such a great hymn. Okay. All right. On, on Jordan's bank, the Baptist cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Then cleanse be every life from sin, make straight the way for God within, and let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. We hail thee as our Saviour, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without thy grace we waste away, like flowers that wither and decay. Lay on the sick thy healing hand, and make the fallen strong to stand. Show us the glory of thy face, till beauty springs in every place. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. See you Sunday. Sounds good.